So this is for the Breaking Bread podcast. It's uh, 2019, and uh, this this version, this uh, episode is going to be with a brother that I've seen come up the ranks in uh, worth the weight, a local b-boy. And I want to start with uh, introduce yourself, brother. Uh, let's start with your name and and. Uh, my name, name is Sean Kwan, and I represent Outcrowd Crew. All right, and what uh, what's your? But you use something else when you b-boy too, no? Yeah, Sean McQuan. That's just straight up, and that's just straight up like a government name. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually uh, my first name and my middle name. Middle name, nice. And what uh, what what ethnicity are you? I'm Vietnamese. Vietnamese, that's right. Cause John, I got to school John in that because he, he <laughs> he's a chump. <clears throat> but anyway, thank you for being uh, on the episode, bro. I just wanna um, so with Breaking Bad, we're just trying to document things. Uh, one of the one of the things that I've I haven't done such a good job as documenting as many things as possible. <clears throat> and so when I'm hoping that these kind of things are going to fill in generation gaps, whether it's just for you and your crew or for people in general or Arizona heads, um, but also just to hear other people's stories. Uh, you know, we've seen each other around for years, but a lot of times we don't actually break bread and, and, and be able to talk with people. So uh, thanks again for making the time to come on with us today. Um, so you represent OutCrowd. You've been with OutCrowd for how long now? Uh... Like uh, three years, I think. Three years, and how long you been breaking? Uh, I've been breaking for about five or six years now. Probably, I think like five. Five years, and what? Uh, can you tell us like how that started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I started breaking in high school with just like a bunch of my friends, and then uh, eventually I got introduced to the scene through uh, Jukebox and uh, Johan from Pocket Change Crew. Okay. He brought me yeah. to Jukebox, and then a couple months in, I went to my first Worth the Weight. Was that your first uh, battle that you went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first oh, jam sick. I ever went to was like worth the weight four point two or something like that. It was the last one at the old Cypher's building. Oh, super sick! That's fresh. I didn't know that. Uh, that makes it extra, extra dope. So, what what high school are you going to? Oh, I, I went to Hamilton High School. Hamilton High School, cool. Uh, and so, did you compete at that first worth the weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I uh, 
I lost to Ray Ray in a three-way battle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So, obviously, you came in as a lightweight, right? Yeah. <clears throat> right. So, for the heads that aren't super familiar with, with the weight, with the weight is, is a platform uh, that we've built out here in Arizona uh, where we kind of break it down to lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, and you have to move up the ranks uh, and then do three-month increments. So, you also have to be patient with it. Um, so, how was that? So, that's super interesting. How was... Uh, worth the weight and it being such a specific platform how's that do you think it's, do you think you look at events differently than than other people that might have just been used to you know to to say a panic or, or somebody that's seen other events that were just you know free for all compared to this how do you think you, it's changed the way you look at uh, either events or the way it molded the way you trained yeah I, th- I think it's a it's definitely a good thing because what i like about worth the weight is it gives a good sense of like a progression, especially for like new people. It's easier to get like a feedback from worth the wait. Cause like, let's say, let's just say like you start breaking in like another scene and you're like two years in, like you're not going to make it past prelims for like the first like couple years, unless you're like really good, but right. worth the wait's nice. Cause it gives everyone a chance to like, you know, really get their feet in, you know, they can actually battle and see whether or not they're winning or losing and not whether or not they're just making it past prelims. So that's really dope. Nice. Uh, um, and so how is that journey? Were you like, uh, and so and, and just to be honest, did you, did you like the format from the beginning? Or were you kind of like, you know, this is bullshit. I want I want to battle the big guys right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of both because like, I, I did like the, <laughs> I did like the format at the beginning. But uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I think yes. uh, once you move past like the lightweight area, I think like the middleweight and heavyweight brackets, uh, Mesh. they're like pretty similar and they're i think similar. that uh i think a lot of the middleweights can learn more from battling against the heavyweights but i mean those guys are good enough to get top 16 at most arizona jams and battle the heavyweights anyways so right <laughs> and so so was that were you like uh, so how long were you how long were you uh in each weight class um if you, if you remember yeah i was in lightweight for like I think I was in like lightweight for like a year, mm-hmm. and then I, I I won that one. I actually won it against JJ a yeah. a while back, and then uh, I think I was in middleweight for a year, year and a half, and then I moved up to heavyweight. Nice, and so yeah, so right off the gate, you won the first one up in your heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I battled at heavyweight for like the past two, not past two series. The because seri- I didn't battle in the last series, but the series before that, I battled in heavyweight. Heavyweight. Did you take time off on purpose, or what, did you have other stuff going on? Um. Yeah, I just didn't think I could make those. The the no, last series. Cool. Yeah. And and so, is there a is there somebody that been your favorite person to battle? Ooh, my favorite person to battle. My favorite person to battle is Stizo because uh, oh. Stizo gets hype, man. Yeah. Very raw. And, the, and, the, and is that is that like uh is that bring so, so like if somebody was super chill because I think I'm the same way like where people are super chill kind of throws me off because like I need that hype to get into it as well yeah so is, that, w- is that is that what gets you going like the you know yeah I, I, I wouldn't say like it uh, battling someone super chill throws me off but like uh because I, I probably uh, still execute and whatnot but when I battle someone raw I just I'm, I'm willing to pull something out that or like uh, I end up pulling out stuff that like 
I, I didn't think I was ready to do in battles yet. Nice. And like, uh, or just hitting new combos, or I just hit my combos like way harder when I battle someone that's just raw, you know, because it's the, it's the energy that gets you going. Yeah, that, that's that's dope that you see, that you have that perspective because it feels like a lot of cats uh, aren't really understanding that that like the harder the other person goes, <clears throat> like, and that's why it's, as beefy as it seems for the moment, like that your hardest opponent is also like your your best ally because they're gonna pull those things out of you. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that shit. And um, so, so let's go with that. So, I mean, you're gonna have you have certain perspectives of philosophy on things already. Um, what would you attribute to that too? Like, is do you, do you have particular mentors? Uh, is there a certain path that, like, because I've seen you, I've seen you talk about some things, or post some things of how uh, how different things affected you up to now. So, like, yeah. who, who are some of your mentors, or who are some of the? Would you get some of your schooling from? Okay, so uh, probably my biggest influence breaking wise was uh, has been my crew. Uh, so people like uh, Phil, Nate, and Jeff, uh, they always like uh, they, we we keep the history pretty alive in our crew because uh, we're we're actually pretty good at documenting a lot of things. There's a there's a bunch of uh, hidden out crowd old practice tapes from like when they first started in like oh three oh four. Sick. So we watch a lot of that shit, and they uh, talk about the people that teach them. So our crew has, like, a pretty good uh, tradition of passing down culture and uh, what they think is really important because they always tell me about uh, how jams were, like, back in, uh, <laughs> you know, 04 to, like, 09 era of AZ. Right. Like, things were a lot different. They told me, like, you know, it was good because, like, people were a lot more raw, but then – and people were, like, trying to do a lot more creative things and unique things. But then people are also a lot more sloppy. So it's we, we do a lot of uh, taking for, like what we thought was good from the past and like modernizing it and taking what we think is good from the modern era. That's super fresh. That's good to hear. And, and why would you, you know, because like who cares about, I mean, you kind of answered it already, but like who cares about what already happened? You know I mean, if, if I'm an up and coming cat right now, like, why do I care what anybody else did before? Like, I'm just going to do me, period. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's, like, a good mindset, too. But um, I think it's, like, you know, with anything, it's, like, you know, you, you stand on the shoulders of giants. Like, uh, Arizona has its own style and its own history of breaking. And if, if you, like, choose to neglect that, you're just going to look like, like everyone else on YouTube right now. Right. But if you actually, like, study, like, the different uh, periods in Arizona – like, Arizona was, like, at the forefront of the abstract and circus movement from what I've understood in the yeah, past. Yeah, for sure. Sour Patch. Yeah. Yep. And, like, while I, I didn't like, like, the flow of that, but I, I appreciate the mentality to just be so different and have the moves, like, really mean something to you that's not uh, obvious at the forefront. So, that's fresh, man. And so, how old are you right now, bro? Uh, I'm 21. 21. Nice. And so is this something, what is it, do you have like a, what, what is, the super broad questions, right? but what is, what is breaking to you or, and do you even associate it with hip hop or, or is breaking a separate thing? Um, I, I associate breaking with like, a, I don't want to say like the true hip hop culture, because that sounds kind of like pretentious, but right. like, I, I, I'm gonna call it pure hip hop, right? I, I definitely associate breaking with, uh pure hip-hop like i love the hip-hop vibe like when you go to a like, good jam with where there's good music playing a lot of people know each other they're chopping it up 
and like you know people are dancing it doesn't actually even have to be a hip like a breaking jam like just a pure hip-hop jam like that's dope that's like i I associate hip-hop with like the feeling of like the raw feeling of being at jams or being at like a because i've only been to like a couple like real like pure hip-hop house parties Mm-hmm. I think one was like a Emily's going away party a okay. while back, a couple years ago. So that, that that's like what I associate hip hop with. And uh, so, what would what would you say are ingredients to like uh, for that to create that pure hip hop? Like, what, what would you say would be some main ingredients that need to be in there? Um, all right, like for like I'd say like the number one thing is like it's got to be the music. Okay. Like it, you know, it doesn't have to always just be like the you know, intense, aggressive hip hop, like, cause you, you know, you can go to like a, a chill spot and they can have like chill hip hop playing and it's like a chill vibe. So, but it's, it's gotta be hip hop music. And then it's like the people, like they all share like a common interest into the hip hop culture, you know? So it's like, I'd say the people and the music is what really makes that feeling there. Dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I just, I'm always super curious, you know, and to me, it's important to talk to cats that are that are younger than me, which is half of the world right now. But, <laughs> um, but you mean to to hear these kind of different perspectives on how things are. and because we just I think as as older heads we just assume that everybody just automatically thinks the same. I think maybe just as people, and then you will you have to remind yourself like no, everybody comes from a different different perspective, different kind of lifestyle. Um, and so what uh what are your what are you what are your goals with breaking? What are you trying to do with it? Uh, uh, damn. Like, I, I, I actually, don't, I don't set like too many ridiculous goals. Like, uh, like I, I appreciate both like the competition and the art of breaking. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of separate them in my head. Okay. Like when I break in a competition, it's like my goals in a competition are different than just like when I show up to session every day. Right. When, when I show up to session every day, I'm really just trying to work on like my style and make it as fresh as possible and uh like you know really work on my art it's like you know when a painter goes to the studio they they just go to paint you know they're they're trying to make it look good and put put some real love in it and then uh but when i go to so like when when i train like i don't know if there's no competition coming up like i'm I'm just labbing and like trying to uh, up my arsenal and refine it add more to it but then like if there's a jam coming up in like one or two weeks then that's when i'll really uh I'll sit down, I'll break down, like, who I think will be at the jam, like, what I got, uh, what I got, what I feel confident in, what I think I can, like, bring up in the next two weeks so that I can just come up, come and be uh, really prepared and ready. Nice. And who is, is there somebody like that, is there somebody that, like, you haven't beat yet that that you you have, like, this is a goal of mine is to to be able to, like, beat this person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I want to beat Conrad in a competition eventually. Nice. Uh, to me, he's like one of the top heads in AZ, uh, really going out and uh, killing big competitions, not just in AZ, but in like Cali too. So For sure. in terms of competition, he's definitely like one of the B-boys that's repping the hardest in AZ right now. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, he definitely, he's definitely on point with this shit. Um, okay. And so who would, do you have uh um, B boys from right now and B boys from the past, or B girls, um, that are the most influential to you, or, or like that you. Let's let's start with somebody like before you started, before two thousands, 
Uh, is there any? Is there? Is there even anybody that that catches your eye? That, oh, Maurizio, that, the Maurizio. next one. Yeah, yeah, that dude is fresh, man. Like I, I watch his old footage, and I see that like uh, a lot of things people are doing today. It's like things that he was already doing back in like the '90s. That yeah. dude is fresh. Yeah, Maurizio, I had the I had the pleasure to cipher with him in Miami before. Oh really? Program, so it's super, and it, and it's one of those ciphers that it, you just it stays in your head just through that energy that he brings. Uh, Mauricio sick. And how about for right now, like from today's uh, breakers? Uh, I guess Luigi. I guess Luigi's kind of like a a little earlier. Like I I put him in like a generation before like the current generation. Because mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, he's he's a little bit of an older era. And then uh, in terms of, like, the other heads right now, uh, there's one guy from uh, San Jose. He said you need Mahin Vu. His style's, like, super weird but super dope. What's his name? Mahin Vu. Mahin Vu. All right, I have to look out for him. Yeah, Eastside Union. He's pretty dope. Oh, Eastside Union, yeah. That, that, that crew in general, I like the vibe that they bring. Yeah, they're, they're very raw. They kind of remind me of, uh, like, Headhunters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Natron. Natron's super dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natron's underrated. Yeah, Natron's hella underrated. Oh, uh, Migas. Migas is really dope. KML. Man, so you you're actually really up on up on your game, man. That's really really fresh. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna take this second to shout out everybody before you to, to, to good job. Thanks, man. I, I I do a decent amount of digging because like a uh, a lot of that stuff like people were more unique back then. Like I I'm, I'm not like Biden, but like I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like saying. Okay, like, you know, Natron does, like, a lot of, like, head stacks. It's, like, you know, I could incorporate, like, a couple of those into my game. And then, so that's, like, where a lot of my Halo combos come from. I, I look at that and I go, okay, like, I, I, I have a – I, I notice, like, his, like, go-to freeze is, like, doing, like, a forearm freeze to a Halo. Like, I'm pretty comfortable with Air Baby. So I'm going to do, like, Air Baby, Halo, Air Baby, you know? Nice. So how, how do you uh, – what is, like – and you kind of already started with that – with the – Explain that process when you're where you're gonna get inspired by something, but you know, like I can't take it. You know, between inspiration and biting, how how do you make sure that you don't fall into that and that you make that very clear? Yeah. Movement. Yeah. So, uh... a quick break and then back to our story. Let, let me think. So that's kind of a, it's kind of a hard question. Kind of abstract question. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I got it. So there's like two different ways, like, uh, of how I get inspired to create uh, new moves. It's like either I'm give, either I learn something and then I add my own detail, city and flavor to it. Okay. So uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff from Outcrowd, he taught me a, a tradition he does a lot, which is a uh, Colt 45 to elbow track, mm-hmm. and then what he usually does out of it is uh he kind of does like a leg swing through out of it so i've I've been working on uh doing uh like going to my back out of the elbow track which is different than what he does and then for the beginning i added my own uh complex uh jump thread uh intro to the elbow tr- from his okay so yeah so intro so like, like how how you get into it and how you get out of it. And it's also different when it's your crew and somebody's passed something up down to you. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And then, like, if I'm watching something on YouTube and I see some guy's style, like, uh, I'll, I'll pay more attention into, like, uh, why it works than what nice. they're doing. 
So like, uh, like if I'm watching like uh, Magus or Born, like something I noticed that they do a lot is that they'll make a shape with their legs and then they'll cut the shape with either their arm or like some kind of jerk mm-hmm. or a movement. And then they'll remake the shape and move with it. So I'll take that concept, but I won't do like the same shape or movement. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's dope. Because most, it seems like a lot of people just take the straight up movement. It's, right? It's like people just want to fish instead of learning how to fish, which super cliche, but but it's a, right. But it's, it's the same thing that you're talking about. Super, super dope. Yeah, 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 definitely. So what? So I'm curious, like outside of breaking, what does what does Sean do? <laughs> Uh, I just finished up with uh, going to school, so that was a big thing. Uh, after that, I, I got a lot more time. Um, uh, I recently started hitting the okay. gym, and I think that's, like, helped my breaking yeah. a ton. Like, a lot of b-boys don't, like, holistically right. work out. Because, like, uh, once I started working out, like, uh, those underdeveloped muscles that from breaking, like, uh, like, deadlifting, doing rows and stuff like that to increase my back strength, that, like, helped with my breaking so much. I also read a lot. That's like a big thing for me. I I, I like reading. What, what kind of stuff do you like to read? Um, I read a lot of like a kind of like pseudo philosophy books or like a modern philosophy books. There's a there's like a couple that oh I read a lot of like sports psychology stuff too. There's like a couple that I think like a a lot of b boys should read because it, it helped me a lot with like my approach to the game. And so then, what, what uh, are those? Give, give us a mentality. couple of those for the peoples. All right. Uh, there's a book called The Inner Game of Tennis. That one's super dope. The guy, uh, he uses a uh, because the guy's expertise is in tennis, and he he's like a player or a coach or something like that. He uses tennis to. I think it was like, it, I can't remember if the philosophy that he was preaching came from Buddhism, but he really t- talks about how in tennis you uh, there's like two selves. There's like self one, self two. Self one is basically your conscious thinking where like it's criticizing and uh, critiquing everything Mm -hmm. you do. And self two is like your innate self that uh, already knows what to do and it doesn't judge your actions. And he talks about how to quiet self one Hmm. so that uh, self two will come out while you're, uh, while you're competing. So that one was like super good. Like that one helped my mentality so much when I was breaking when and around when did like, you first start reading that like like if so somebody's watching the footage they could see like oh I see that transition happen it was like a a couple years ago I think because like uh if you, if you watch my footage before that you can tell like I'm thinking a lot about what I want to do like my moves haven't improved that much since then but like I'm thinking a lot about like how I want it to look and stuff like that but that's like the stuff you want to be thinking about during practice right like, so when you're breaking, you just want to be yeah. feeling it. So 2016, maybe 2017, around there. So if people yeah. want to study some footage and, and see, like, this, be able to see that difference. Dope. All right, what's, yeah. what's something else we can read? And the other one is uh, Peak the New Science. No, 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 the New Secrets. Peak the New Secrets from the Science of Expertise. That one's also super dope. Uh, so basically, the guy just talks about, uh, he studies uh like ballet dancers, uh, piano players, violinists, like all that shit. And then he, uh, he like noticed like the common trends between like the ones that go to the top and like their practice habits. Hmm. And this is something that like we don't really have in breaking because uh, like the biggest, most important part is like you have a coach 
who's like well versed in the game and they can tell you like what you need to move what you need to improve on and like how to do it and in breaking like yeah you got your crew but like uh it's not like uh a lot of people aren't like structured enough in their training in my mm-hmm. opinion yeah people go, go to practice so, and just kind of do random randomness yeah 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 like i, I still do that sometimes yeah, yeah. too but i've been like trying to uh structure my practice a little bit better and i notice when i do like i do improve on the things better and so give us a quick example of like a, a, a structure of a, of a session all right so uh, like a big thing for me is uh like after a jam i'll go and watch my footage and go like okay like not just like the moves like like if i'm crashing a move that's like the first thing like okay then i'm gonna work in like 20 minutes to just train this move and train it so I don't crash it, you okay. know? But past that, it's like, if I watch a jam, I'm like, damn, I'm like really fucking off beat mm-hmm. this day. Then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to practice and for 20 minutes, like I'll force it. I'll try to like just ride beats for 20 minutes and just like hit like every horn and whatnot that mm-hmm. comes out. But uh, in terms of general practice, uh, I show up, uh, I'll, uh, do some dynamic stretches for warming up and then uh i'll make sure to warm up all of my joints and if i'm going to be working on something that's like a joint intensive like if i'm going to be working on halos i'm gonna take extra time to work warm up okay. my head and then uh let me see uh i do a couple like light rounds and then if i'm like really training for a competition or to get real better then uh i, I have like a set of drills that uh I'll work through it. It'll take me like anywhere from 30 minutes to 50 minutes and I'll do that. And then I'll like take the time to create and whatnot. And how long is usually like, what's an average session length for you? Uh, I usually practice from six thirty to nine, like two and a half hours. Generally practicing from six thirty to nine and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I'll try to practice at least one or two of those nice. days too. So I'd say I practice like four to six times a week right now. Nice. And uh, what's uh, what's the future? What's the future hold for you? Like, what do you, what is it? Uh, is there some, you know what do you want to be when you grow up? Type of thing. <laughs> uh, in terms of breaking or general, like in general. Uh, okay. Um. I mean, I, I'm like coming at since I just graduated. Uh, I'm coming at the end of my. Uh, job interview cycle like i i got these two jobs that i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get so uh they're both like a kind of like analyst positions so i'm gonna like just pick whichever one offers me like you know a better compensation package and then uh in terms of breaking i don't know man i just got i want to keep on training repping and getting my skills up is there any is there any one event in the world that's like a on your bucket list or a or a competition Uh, uh, I just want to go to an ID. Have you I been have to an not, ID? Man, and I yeah. said I was going to go this year. And I'm, so next year. So let, let's make a plan for 2020. <laughs> but your Arizona heads go to IBE. Let's do it. I, I yeah, just yeah, want to go, I'm, man. I'm, I've told IBEs like the coolest yeah, I've, shit. I've heard different different sides of things, but I think in, in general, what I've heard is just the. I mean, it seems like a whole little town turns into hardcore hip hop. So yeah, just to, just to be around yeah. that much energy. Uh, yeah, I want to go while the vibe yeah, is yeah, exactly. Raw, you know? So, yeah, we'll put out in the universe right now. So, everybody that's listening to this, whether you're from Asia or not, 
we won't take a field trip to IB. IB, what's up? You got us on a little group discount? What's going on? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> or, yeah, IB for sure. I'm with you on that. <clears throat> um, and last couple things, uh, breaking in the Olympics. Ooh, that's a hard one. Okay. I, I've thought about this a lot. Okay. So, breaking in the Olympics. Like, at first I was, like, pretty no that, like, shouldn't happen, but... I mean, why, why were you a no in the beginning? Because, like, the vibe isn't, like, you know, the vibe's not there. Like, you go to the Olympics, like, okay, so we already have these competitions, like, you know, Red Bull BC1 and Silverback Open where, you know, it's, it, it's a spectacle, right. right? But for the most part, like, the, most of the people, like, watching those events are, like, people that are interested in breaking in B-Boys. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you get to the Olympic, and, like, they try to make it, like, you know, kind of hip-hop, I guess. Like, I mean, they, they do other things that support it. Like, they, they go and, like, they teach workshops around the world. So, I guess I can support that and whatnot. Like, it's dope. But So, in the beginning, you were no. So like, now, when I first heard it. So, yeah. So, in the beginning, you were kind of on a no. Yeah, but now I'm kind of like a yeah, because, like, uh, like, I don't know. I looked at, like, the people who's, like, supporting behind the event. And, like, I don't, like, blindly put my faith mm-hmm. in people, but there's a lot of people that have been in the game, like, much longer than me. Like, Storm and Crazy Legs are on the panel. Like, those are, like, two of, like, the biggest OGs in, like, the entire mm-hmm. world. And and I thought about it more. It's, like, um, if anything, the exposure is good, too, because I, I've thought about this, too, a lot, because a lot of people criticize, like, Whenever there's, like, money going into breaking, a lot of people, like, get really antsy right. about it. And I can see why, because, like, I, uh, I've i done, like, a brief, like, uh, study into the history of, like, you know, the... I think it was, like, the 90s, where, like, it started to get exploited really bad in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 80s. Okay, 90s yeah, was the comeback 90s then, was right? Yeah, 90s was the golden era. So, 90s was a super oh, violent, okay, but, 90s was... but, it, but it was also a lot of beautiful things coming. Yeah, the 80s, 80s is when it when the big commercial exploitation happened. Okay. But I do think that, like, B-Boys in general are much more organized than they were in the 80s. Right. So just because you have, like, a big event that's not exactly uh, pure hip-hop doesn't mean you can't have both. Like, you can have, like, the big commercial event. And if you play it right, you can get all of that exposure from those events and get people interested in their local hip-hop right. communities. And then they can go have their local jams because the people going to local jams and these people going to these big events are like different people. You can have both. Like there's a market mm-hmm. for both. So now, now I'm pretty for it. Cause I think it'll help uh, break and grow. And I think anything that will help break and grow and uh, people that uh, are like pro B boys or dedicate their lives to hip hop and breaking anything that helps them put food on the table is good in my opinion. Yeah. And so from a, from a young B-Boys uh, perspective, what would you say to these people that are in the, in the, in the position that are going to be making some of these choices? Like what, what kind of, you know, whether it's a concern or what, what is it that you would t- tell them to keep in mind as they move forward with this? Um, I think as long as nobody makes any like big greed motivated uh, plays and they keep it real and they keep the love for it and they remember like, how small community jams are and like the great feeling of those of, you know, you go to a small community jam, you see all your boys, you see some people you have beef with 
and then uh, you see like you know your breaking rival mm-hmm. or whatever and you cipher like that that's a ill feeling and as long as they can like try to bring at least a little bit of that feeling to the olympics i think it'll go okay word um are you are you into any of the other elements um other than like the music not really like uh like i, I appreciate them but i've tried my <laughs> hand at uh at uh, I've tried my hand at like a DJing, just not like not not like a serious foray, mm-hmm. but like a you know I'm friends with Panic and like I've been at like his house or I've been at Phil's right. house and they've like showed me stuff on the tables. It's cool and all, but you're focused uh, on breaking for sure. Yeah. Cool. And what uh, like I appreciate the other elements. Like I like to go look at graph. I like to listen to music. I like to watch MCs. Do you have but, a favorite MC or favorite uh, like musical artist? Hmm. I don't have a favorite. Like, hmm. Yeah, I don't have a straight up favorite. Like, I. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I can pick like a straight up favorite right now. How about a favorite breaking song? A favorite breaking song. Uh, yeah, that song. Uh. Either that Hungarian beat, the one that goes like do 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 I like that one a lot, and then I also like that song. Let the sun shine in. That's a dope one. And also Life of the Party. Yeah, that one's dope. All right, brother. So give me some last some last shout outs you want to do. Uh, let me see. Uh, I just want to shout out like the entire Arizona community. Like we have, we have a really good thing here. Like our, uh, our events are probably some of like, I'd say the most friendly. They're definitely the, some of the most family friendly hip hop events I've been to. Uh, yeah. You and Johnny keeping it real with, uh, worth the wait. Uh, let me just think. I want to shout out uh, all the Arizona crews holding it down. Like, uh, our scenes, like, from when I've been in here, I've seen the scene go uh, up and down <laughs> and up and down in terms of uh, population and just in general. So I think it's always dope for uh, everyone to be holding it down. You know, shout out for the Love Crew, Melodrama Crew, Furious Style, Troublemakers. Uh, obviously, shout out right. my own crew. That's what's up, man. Uh, Furious Style Crew. Of course. I, so. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone else that's active right now. Shout out to you if I am. <laughs> that's what's up. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, and we're definitely going to have to touch base again. And we're going to definitely have to make some plans for that IB trip. <clears throat> Let's put it out there in the universe. <laughs> Let's do it, and, man. Uh, so sure. uh, will, we will, will we see you at the next Worth Away? Uh, when is it? July 13th. Uh... You don't know. Probably. As long as I don't have anything going on out We're there. All right, brother. Well, hopefully we see you again. You know, like I said, I've, I've seen you come up from for, for a while now. So congratulations on, on the work that you're doing. It looks like, you you know, you have your head on straight and, uh, you know, you have some game plans going. So hopefully this uh, inspires some other people. Some other people can, 
do the same kind of philosophies that we have in hip hop is, you know, pick the things out of this conversation that makes sense to you. Um, you know, use that into your own arsenal, into your own philosophies, uh, you know, and, and don't be, uh, don't hesitate, I'm sure, to, you know, come up to this brother at any time and, and, and ask him a question yourself. So uh, let's, yeah, you know, for sure. So let's keep building on this. And uh, on that, this uh, this will be up super shortly. I'm going to add a few little things on it and then we'll have it up. And, uh, you know, people, you can call in if you're on Anchor FM, you can call in any, anywhere in the conversation and we'll drop in your uh, your voice message into the conversation. So if you have a question about something particularly that he talked about or if you have an additional comment, uh, call that in and we'll put that into the episode as well. Oh, there's one more yeah. thing I forgot to mention. Yo, shout out to Joe from BDK, man. That dude is real. Yeah. Yeah, he goes and picks up all of them kids in his van. He pays for them all to get into jams. That dude's yeah, awesome. Yeah, shout out for sure, man. BDK, and that's you know that's why that the team is a uh, you know it's 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 a game breaker, man. When you have a when you have a mentor, not a mentor, like you said, a coach or not a coach. Uh, so it's you know when people have them, they definitely need to try to hold on to those. And it is it's it's a big sacrifice uh, that makes. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Joe. <laughs> And all the other mentors that are out there doing their thing that are behind the scenes that we might not see because I know a lot of them are. But oh yeah, oh, all right. Where can we catch you on social media? Uh, uh on Instagram at Sean Laquan OC. That's S E A N L A C Q U A N O C. And then uh, I'm on Facebook, just Sean Fan. Sean Fan, there it is. All right, there it is. I'll drop him a message. Let him know you appreciate this. Uh, Bill with the brother and uh, Sean. I'll see. I'll see you, brother. And I appreciate your time, man. All right, see you around, house. Yeah. Thanks Thank for having me, man. Peace. Peace.